Hello, Tomies. DM Dave here. Are you struggling as a DM or a storyteller to kind of get those creative juices flowing? You just need a little bit of inspiration? Well, our friends at Afterlight Comics have a Kickstarter, and they're coming out with these cards called Tales Unbound. These cards are created to inspire you to create and to influence your world through real fairy tales, real lore in the world. We're talking about Slavic, we're talking about Britain, we're talking about American, all those kind of folklore and folk tales. These cards will help you inspire you to implement them into your games. It's a big DM's help. Click the link in the show notes to help them out on their Kickstarter. Get your creative juices flowing with Tales Unbound by Afterlight Comics. Hello, Tomies. DM Dave here, and I have a confession to make. I'm not a perfect DM. I make mistakes constantly, and sometimes I get really down on myself for the mistakes that I make over and over and over again, and sometimes I feel like I'm the only one. Until I found this podcast. Go check out How Not to DM by Derek. There, Derek interviews the best DMs on this plane of existence. From content creators and podcasters, big and small, he has talked to them and talked to them about their mistakes. He has talked to Cade from Knocked Prone, Josh from Sneak Attack and Titans of Altera, and also he is talking to Reed from Sneak Attack, Kyle from Bombarded, Thomas from iCast Fireball, and Riley from Friends and Foe Adventure Co., and even me, DM Dave, and so many more. If you feel inadequate as a DM, you should probably go listen to some of the stories of their mistakes. Just as the podcast is called, How Not to Dungeon Master, Derek talks to them about their their failures, about their mistakes, and what they have learned from them. I am a huge component of learning from your mistakes, and it is so comforting to know that there's other Dungeon Masters out there who have felt the same or even made the same mistakes. Stop what you're doing right now. Go subscribe to his show. Start learning how to be a better Dungeon Master through other people's mistakes and improve your game and your dungeon mastering skills. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome back, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left I have... Henley. Boudreaux. Garoth and Lila. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And for last recap, we have Roscoe. So our good guy Ricardo showed up. Um, he's working for some organization that he won't tell us who or what or why or how, except he invited us to join said secret organization. And Henley said, nope. So I said, nope. And then... Garatha threw a javelin at him and shot some lightning at him, and now I'm poisoned with no foreseeable cure. Except for plantains and mint and whatever. <laughs> the fake grocery list if I ever heard one. I know. <laughs> Sounds pretty legit to me. <laughs> it would to me, Are we making lunch or are we making uh, an antidote, guys? Honestly, it could be the same thing. Do not forget rye bread. Why not both? (laughs) That's to spread the plantain. You're just going to use the plantain instead of bread. That's what you're going to do. Ah, yes. Start fry it. You could do it like um, in Avatar The Last Airbender 
where Aang has to like go help the potion lady get all this stuff and, <laughs> and then in the end she's like frog. gives it to her cat uh. <laughs> and he's like what's this for like you just gave it and then yeah that's that's what's gonna happen just have them suck on a frog <laughs> like, what <laughs> that is something i feel boudreaux would do go suck on a frozen frog oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. you have no idea what boudreaux would do <laughs> or has done <laughs> i don't want to know i want to know in don't the run the picture mm-hmm. i mean he isn't covered in mud Anyway. Yeah. Roscoe, what happened last time? <laughs> he just said it. Oh. oh where were you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Twilight Zone. I live there. Okay, you guys are all packed up and ready to leave the hollow. You just finished talking to Bellerin and Dracarys. And what? What? Everybody's face was like, hold on. Uh, um, I mean, I'm all for jumping ahead, but what? What, what happened to that one? Let's, we jump back. Bellerin is watching this whole scene. <laughs> Bellerin's oh my watching gosh, this Bellerin whole thing. is watching this whole scene. I'm yep. being crazy. What's Bellerin's happening? still there. Thorn is still there. Mm. Herla is not paying attention. She's more focused on Keth. Mm. Oh, She's slapping him, trying to bring him back. Is he still dead? Yeah. Well, we got distracted on other things. So no chaos points were given. Oh, Well, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Got it. Thank you. (laughs) Everything DM Dave planned for. (laughs) Went out the window when I decided to attack. Sorry. This is going a total different direction, but I semi-planned for this. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed with you guys, I have to semi-plan a lot of it, and a lot of it doesn't get planned. (laughs) Okay. I don't feel bad about that. No. I expect nothing less, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that because I'm the one that derails your plans half the time? Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. All right. Come Attention, on, class. class. Attention. <laughs> All right. One, two, eyes on you. Okay. Okay. So we just left Ro- uh, Ricardo giving you the rest of the list of what you would need. <gasps> I've to potentially un- cut our ropes. Yep, his hands are free. His feet are now free because he untied his ropes. He attempted to stand, but uh, Henley has the dagger to his neck, keeping him down. Mm-hmm. And he gave the name of the poison. And he just gave the name of the poison, which is pretty much the last thing that he said before Elsie freaked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which was the hangman's noose. Hangman's noose. Roscoe. Um, so Roscoe would like to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look at Boudreaux and I'm going to say, and just like, get off. Uh, what is his, with my knowledge, mm-hmm. how, um, how much in danger is he? Like, would I be like, Mm-mm, no way, Jose. As of right now, besides the... The discolor on his face, and it's just very slight Mm -hmm. because it almost could be like it could be the lighting, it could be we just did a big fight. It could be you sitting on I'm getting dizzy, I'm getting dizzy. There's a lot going on, okay. There is that possibility, but you're pretty sure that his because of your natural 20 last time, you're you're pretty sure that that's that. But kind of the way Roscoe's acting, maybe you're starting to doubt yourself. Okay, I know what to do. Um, I got to, uh, uh, no, no. Get off. 
No, no, you you don't understand. No, Mm-mm. poison. Set, hut. And then Fender's gonna come over and tackle you. Tackle who? <laughs> you off of Roscoe. <laughs> what the freak? Okay. Okay, okay not really. I just want to say set. Oh, yeah, that happens. I'm gonna go. Okay. Hey, hey, yeah. Okay. Just like, uh, roll I want some to. checks. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna. He look. took a course in college called chanting and cheering. <laughs> <laughs> look at Boudreaux like square in the face. I'm like. Can you look at him square in the face? Yes. Yeah. Face to face. Okay. Well, mostly. We're pretty close. Yeah, we're close enough. I'm like, we're like on the ground. <laughs> nothing you're doing is helping. Get off. It 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 helped a little. And then I'm gonna try and. You gonna, Rusko? He you, yeah. I'm assuming you're being more aggressive now. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. So. so start pushing you off. Like, but you're gonna come back, yeah? And then I can. Yeah, I will come back. And you're gonna hurry? Yes. Okay, but don't don't hurt yourself too much, cause you'll go down fast. I'm walking ten feet that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's kind of following you. Okay, so I'm gonna stand up now that Boudreaux is out of my way, and I'm gonna walk over to Henley, who's got the dagger to the guy's throat. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna reach up and grab her hand and just kind of look at her and lower the dagger. Okay. She'll allow it. And then remind me, Ricardo's another halfling, right? Or yes. was mm-hmm. okay. So I'm gonna reach down. I'm gonna help Ricardo up. Okay. I'm gonna look him square in the eyeballs. Like at one point, I trusted you. And if this is the people that you're traveling with now, even after I was the one that told my people to stand down and we were trying and you did this to me, I don't want to be part of your group. I don't want anything to do, deal with you. I see your face again. I will kill you. And I'm going to let him leave. Okay. He kind of just smirks a little bit, dusts himself off, begins to walk out the door, right into the cave. Into I'm just like, unknown. he does what? <laughs> He turns around the other way and decides to go the long way around, duh. (laughs) He's like, maybe I don't want to go through the caves. (laughs) He gets eaten by a spider waiting for Boudreaux. So he gets ready to go out the cavern door, or the the cave entrance, or exit. One of those two. Deeper into the cave. (laughs) Deeper into the canyons. (laughs) He lifts up a finger and he goes, oh, you do have a while before that. Poison takes full effect. But I should really warn you about something. You should really check that hidden trap door in the healer's hut. They have some really freaky things down there. Some of those people down there were experimenting on some poor, poor creatures. So I helped them escape. And I found these. And he pulls out. These bracers, which Roscoe, you would recognize these bracers, and toss them towards you. Nifty little things, but I already have my own set of daggers, and I have no need for these. Plus, they're not my color. Maybe you can find use of them. Plus, when I throw my daggers, I like to see them stick. 
and he'll turn around and walk out. Okay, Henley is going to go walk out of the cave, just like, like, hackles up. Mm -hmm. Roscoe. Uh, I'm going to go pick up my bracers, and I want to, I want to actually inspect them. See, because I know, you know, obviously I'd given them to someone to use. Right. See if I can see, like, they've been in a fight recently, if there's, like, any, like, Ride blood or something on there if I can see maybe if I can tell whether they were taking off you know mm-hmm. because they were just taken off or because there's the potential that the person that had them might now be dead gotcha there is some spots of dry blood on it but they are the same ones that you gave to Juna um I think Boudreaux um obviously stops what whatever he was, his mm-hmm. attention from Roscoe. And I think he just kind of freezes, gets all stiff, and he's going to put his hands on his head and just kind of like almost as if he's got a headache. Okay. Just super concerned and in shock. Okay. Henley's heading towards the cave exit, yeah. going outside the can- the cave. For DM information, she's just going to go sit outside. Okay. She's not leaving. Okay. So everybody sees Henley leave. I'm going to look around at everyone else and be like, we need to go to the hollow now. Boudreaux perks up. We need to get you to the hollow now. Wait, does Rochelle, she's here, right? She's gone. Oh, yeah, she got taken. Yes. Okay, sorry. Never mind. Um, Yeah, we need to get you back to the hollow. And he gets all concerned in his eyes because he's trying to think, there's no one else there to help you in his head brain. Is there anything that I'm going to look at, at Boudreaux and Fenrir? Question mark. Yes, he's still there. Um, is there anything you guys can do for any of these guys here before we go? Yeah, so at this point, Fenrir will then walk over to Mendrick and Bellerin and be like, yeah, we got to get, we got to go. We got to get to the hollow. Yeah. Okay. Bellerin is still tied up, but you see him very concerned looking at Mendrick. Okay. So he'll go over to Bellerin and cut his, cut him free. Okay. I think at this point, I'll be like, Roscoe, stay still. And he's going to notice Keth. Yep. And wander to him. You see, because it well, seems like every time that I'm talking about Hurla here, every time Keth has gone down, Hurla has shown just a little concern, but then he bounces right back up and stuff. But this time, he she's shown, showing a lot more concern than normal. Can I do a chaos point on him? To try yeah, and that's where I was going to open it up. Okay. Okay, we got some NPCs down. Is there people who would like to give up? Some chaos points to save NPCs, and which NPCs would you like to attempt to save? Could you tell us which ones again? One chaos point I would use for Keth. Okay. So Natlin's down. Marlo's down. Two of the two of Natlin's guys are down. Keth is down. Mendrick is down. Okay. And you also have... uh, 
Clothes's men men down and Clothes himself, <laughs> who is completely gray. His white eyes, and one thing I forgot to mention last time, is that he has no mouth. Just in jest, I feel like Solemn is could have all these guys on marionettes and go wee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I want to get a chaos point to Keth. Okay, so I got two for Keth. I as well, Keth. Okay. I will roll a d20. If it's one or above, Keth is alive. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, I just rolled a one. Okay. I think you should just get an automatic, because every time we bring it back. Come on. Okay, <laughs> same thing as normal. One to nine, dead, ten or higher, alive. Okay, Boudreaux, you're heading towards uh, Keth. Fenrir, you're heading towards Mendrick. Is that yes. all the, for, I guess, first of all, is that all the chaos points people want to use mm-hmm. for NPCs? Uh, no. I kind of want to role play with what they do, and then I'll feel if I want to uh, save that man or not. Okay. Would be willing to use one for Mendrick. Okay. Is that your last one? That, that will be my last one, okay. yes. Okay. And I'll, I'll use two for Mendrick. Okay. Well. I will roll for him as well. Who would like to know first? Me, me, me. Okay. Uh, he walked up to but he, yeah, he Mendrick first. first so. Okay. Okay. So as, as uh, Fenrir kneels down... With Mendrick, you know, he kneels down. He's not like a cleric or anything, but he knows enough to like check a pulse and everything. And obviously, at this point, he feels there is no pulse. And as he's kneeling down, he's looking at Mendrick and is like, You know, I know we didn't get off on the right foot, and I know that we may have cost you this your whole entire company, but I had. I had the opportunity to meet and protect your wife. She has given up a lot for you. Like, I have seen Boudreaux at this point, like, talk about, like, you know, Kundas, and he's heard the name, and, you know, saying Kundas bless, like, we've traveled long enough, and he's like... You've heard him pray. Heard him pray and everything, and he's like, and he reaches out to Kundas. He's like, Kundas, like, his wife needs you, like, like, return to us. Make me a medicine check. Oh, that was really cute. I'm so touched. Ten. Okay. You go down, and you're checking his pulse again. And you feel a slight pulse with him. And he just lets out like just this big sigh. And just he says, Kundes bless. Is he alive? Bootin, this is Bellerin. And yes. Oh. Good. But yes, we we should be going. Yes, we should get back to the hollow. Okay. <clears throat> what are you doing, Boudreaux? So she's freaking out? How so? Okay. He's just not moving. Of course, she doesn't have any kind of medical thing, so she's not... 
She's not she's doing nothing. kind of trying what you did. What she's seen, like she slapped him several times. Him. Yeah. So by the time you get over there, you can see. Because she taught me that, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's seen. <laughs> she's seen uh, the holy slap. <laughs> <laughs> seen his brother do it. Bolg. There he is. Yeah. Seen him do it. Okay. But she's not getting anything. What do you do? So I think Boudreaux's feeling really disheartened. Is that the right word? Yeah. So he walks up and he, I think he's going to touch her shoulder. And be like, let me try. And then he'll slap, 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 slap. No, but he, he does it like, oh, oh you know. Okay. Awesome. You're, you're slapping him. Oh, awesome. You're, yeah. you're trying to beat him. Ruin. It seems that things are motionless. Yeah. Make me a medicine check. Which dice? Uh, uh, the, uh, the white one's calling me. 19 plus 3 plus something else. Plus 8. Okay, that's plenty. <laughs> 8. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Eight. So, you're slapping him. You're kind of beating on his chest. And you're just... Let things just pause yeah, for a I second. Definitely. And you're just observing. What are some things that Boudreaux would be checking? I think I want to check his eyes. Like, not like open them, but like mm-hmm. the movement underneath. I think I'll like check. So you're for... like trying to open his eyelid? No, 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 okay. no. I don't touch them. I'm looking. Okay. Um, and I feel like I'll like stick my hand near his mouth and nose, mm-hmm. see if he's breathing at all. And then I think he'll, like, I think he just kind of feels. And always that kind of prayer you don't say, you know. Mm. It's not like he's, like, praying, like, oh, Kundas, you know, in his Mm -hmm. head. He's just being with Kundas in the brain, I guess. Gotcha. And he's just feeling and, like, looking at him. And he might, if he still doesn't stir, he might grab his hand or arm so you're sitting there trying to get some kind of thing out of the eyes. It's hard to tell. You're trying to get some breathing. It's hard to tell. But you grab his hands and you just give it a like a slight squeeze, you know, and you feel a slight squeeze back. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're cute. <laughs> I need a little Keth plushie now. <laughs> I mean, I need a willow one first, but <laughs> you guys are a hundred percent on these NPC saves so far. <laughs> um, so once he squeezes him back, he'll be like, "Buddy!" and like shake him, <laughs> slap him again. <laughs> okay, he lets out like this groan, but he he is just beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boudreaux doesn't shake him too hard because he don't have that much energy either, right? Um, he's alive, but he's not conscious. So then I think I'll, uh, noticing that, mm-hmm. I'm going to glance over at Roscoe. How is he looking? Just at a real quick glance. Same. Same. And he's going to heal Keth. Okay, how much do you heal him? <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Okay, while that's going on, is there anything else anybody wants to do in here? So Roscoe right now is pretty much over everything. He went into a fight, started out well, got banished, came back, 
kicked the crap out of a dude while got the crap kicked out of him. Someone he thought was, I mean, even if it was a, I wouldn't say a good friend, but someone, you know, he'd share his peach mead with, someone he'd worked alongside with, showed up, wanted us to join some secret organization, wouldn't tell us anything about it, knew we were in the middle of the fight, didn't help us, uh, and then proceeds to stab me and poison me. You know, Ros- Roscoe's had a bit of a, a rough afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I guess really a rough um, six minutes. <laughs> Three episodes, six minutes, take your pick. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to walk over, and he almost is at this point, he's wondering if the bad name that Cloth Des has received was Cloth Des or if it was this guy. First off, it, so... He's wearing cloth as his armor. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to do is I'm going to... I have this beautiful thing. It's called the robe of many items. Okay. <laughs> or useful items or whatever it's called. So it's got two of the pouches on patches on there are bags. Okay. Um, and they both can hold up to, th- what was it, 30 pounds, I think it said. So I want to pull both of those bags off. And I want to collect cloth as his gear, or as much of it as I can. Gotcha. While I'm doing that, I want to look and see, you know, look for his holy symbol mm-hmm. and collect that as spe- specifically. And that I actually will attach to like my belt. Okay. And knowing where the kind of where the last potential thing cloth does is, I think Roscoe at this point is like. Assuming I survive and we make it to the hollow, he he wants to start looking into the cloth des situation a little bit. Cause, you know, he's a paladin. He's supposed to come from a good name. Something obviously happened to him. Just wants to know if whether or not he's alive, if he can, you know, if it's somewhere down the road, maybe something he can like help rescue him, or at very least clear his name Hmm. and go back, you know, in time, obviously go back to Dengal and redeem him if possible. If that's, you know, where he's at, Hmm. you know, if it's okay, you know, cloth does never actually was a fallen paladin. He was killed and then replaced by this guy. And this guy stepped out, you know, kind of wants to that. I think that's kind of where Roscoe's at right now. With all of this, so he wants to collect all of it, um, and just kind of like store it and take it, and you know, keep that holy symbol on him. What 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 am I looking for as far as a holy symbol? What would that I mean? Would I know what I'm looking for? Would it stand out to me? Like we've got you know nice shiny armor, and then oh look, holy symbol. <laughs> right. I would asking Roscoe. How familiar is he with kind of paladins? I'm, I'm sure he's met plenty of paladins. I mean, he's trained in different cities. Okay. He was there at the fight, at, you know, at the at, for um, for the hollow, you know. So there's all that stuff. He's worked with paladins before. He's met some. Mm-hmm. So you you would know that a lot of paladins would either have an amulet of some t- kind. Sometimes their holy symbol would be their shield. Sometimes it'd be their sword. So you'd be kind of looking for something like that. So as I and and I or kind even of the, their armor itself. I want to 
remove the armor, but I'm going to do it respectfully. Okay. Because, for, I mean, I'm mad at the whatever the creature is, and I don't even care what the creature is. Mm-hmm. Not on my radar. Um, so I'll, I'll start removing the, the armor, kind of bagging it up or whatever as I can. What do I come across as far as holy symbol? Yes, no. Okay. So what you do find is as you're bagging this, so you have two bags, and they're a cubic foot wide. Yeah, they can hold up to thirty pounds. Okay, the you can because when you when I kind of think of like armor, right? I imagine that's uh, including the bracers, the pants, and stuff like that. Right. It's one whole thing. The breastplate you would not be able to fit in a bag. Okay, because it's just too big. Right. Um, you could get some of the shoulder pads. Because this guy was six six, like he was a yeah, big, yeah, he's big pretty guy. Big. The pauldrons. Pauldrons, thank you. Bracers, you're able to take. The thigh armor <laughs> is probably a little too long <clears throat> to fit inside there without closing it. You could still put it in there and, and carry it. You just wouldn't be able to cinch it up tight enough. Um, but you do find his sword. Okay. And on his sword hilt, you see the symbol of Dol Dern which is a, a vertical sword over a shield. Okay. And on the cross guards, you see an engravement. So there's one word on one side, one word on the other. You flip it around, and it's the same words. That says, Desmond Clothlin is his name. Okay. Uh, what type of sword was this? This is a great sword. And the sword's big. Yeah, it's bigger than me, probably, right? Oh, yeah. That was an eight for cloth. Um, for cloth, Des is healing. Uh, no. How do you lose? <laughs> <laughs> um, for Keth. Okay, for Keth. Okay, he comes conscious, but he is he is hurt. Yeah. Was Fenrir going to heal? Yes, Fenrir will heal. Um, Mendrick. Okay, just let me know what it is. But everybody's trying to collect themselves and is the next movement to leave. If anyone wants to loot the bodies, I was going to, but at this point, I'm really just focused on this guy. Um, I think I would, you know... Because it would take a long time to take off this all his armor. Right. Right. So on that, so I'll, I'll heal him five, and then I'll look at Bellerin and kind of be like... Um, Look at Bellerin and be like, hey, can you get Mendrick type deal? And then I'll, because I kind of notice as we're working our way back, I look back and see Roscoe working with Clothes. Right. And at that point, Fenrir's like, oh, he must be looking for loot. Maybe, okay, I guess that's what we're doing now. So he <laughs> looks at Bellerin. Watch him. He's like, hey, can, you know, get him back to the hollow. We'll, I guess I'll catch up more or less. Mm. And then he'll go back and start. Looting, I guess. Okay. If how, how much did you heal him for? Mendrick? Five. Okay. If Bellerin and Mendrick come out, Hanley will lead them to the hollow. Okay. I'm going to say, because generally to take off heavy armor, which is what he has, is he has plate mail. Doff. Yeah, doffing it. Doffing it. Doffing it. Okay. It normally takes about five minutes to take it off. But that's with a willing creature. 
alive morning. Right. So of course, this is going to take a little more time. Um, it will take, we'll say probably about a half hour for everybody to scavenge around, look at all the items, look at what is there. Okay. This means a lot to Roscoe right okay. now. So Roscoe's looking around a little bit and he's like, he really wants to collect all of this gear. He doesn't know why he just, he's like, it's just something that he feels like he needs to, to take care of. But he also knows that he doesn't have enough carrying capacity. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pull one, maybe two patches of the mystery patches off of my robe to see if I can come up with something that will allow me to cut, carry stuff. And you've already used your two sack Correct. ones, Yes, right? yep. So those two are gone. Gonzo's forever's. So let me... Okay, so let's roll a D100. Oh, yeah, it's a D100. Yeah. Oh, geez. To see what he gets. Looking at this list, there's one thing that would be very sad if he got. <laughs> oh, you, a black you, hole. you mean the black hole? The pit, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he just summons the pit and just cloth does his body. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you can pretty much choose where you throw it. What'd you get? I got a 47. 47. Nice. Okay. What's the 47? A you? riding horse with saddlebags. Are yep. you serious? <laughs> yes. you, no, seriously. I would like everyone to know that I did not cheat for this. <laughs> it is a riding horse heck? with saddlebags. It was meant to be like slow clap. Can, can, it, can it just be his horse? Oh, he doesn't just, have a horse. Just like summoned his, his <clears throat> previous horse. What the heck am I doing here? <laughs> and everybody sees this except Henley. Henley's not here. If I'm not. She went out. Is it an old rickety horse? Oh, yeah. It's old. It has a big old U uh, in its back. Yeah. No, I'm just, it's <laughs> a healthy horse. It's a good, healthy riding horse. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard mid-show break. I am your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast, or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, DM Dave's Deep Dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. Healthy riding horse. His name's Bill. Bill. Bill, 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 Bill. No, Bill, Bill the Pony, bro. Yeah. Bill the Lord of the Rings. Seriously, come on. What? I, I don't get it either. Bill, Bill the Pony. Bill the science guy. You've <sighs> seen the Fellowship of the Ring, right? I have. The pony that Sam. Okay, first off, there's a lot more meaning to the pony in the book than in the movie. Yeah. But it's the this. pony. No, you can't. <laughs> it's the pony that Sam rescues and takes with them from um, Bree 
and it's used to carry all their stuff up until they get to Moria, and then Sam's like, goodbye, Bill, and sends the pony away. Oh, I never caught its name. What I'll probably do is just throw all the bags on there, transfer what I can. Tying on. Get the, everything tied yep. in there, take another 10 minutes or so to get that all wrapped up. Perfect. And then um, I'll leave this up to DM's discretion. We can, if with all the armor that's on there, it should be okay. We can get either Mendrick or Keth on the horse to help get them back. Okay. And then Boudreaux comes up to me. So I come up to you, and I'm like, um, he looks like he's doing okay. Yeah. So then he's like, Boudreaux is, when he comes up to Roscoe when you're doing your thing, I think if there's kind of a lull in the moment, um, like he'd watch you for a bit because he's like super concerned, but he'd be like, you know they like let the the were creatures go. It's probably not safe. It's not safe. I'm almost done. And this will give these guys a minute to catch their breaths as well before we all go that way. Because I doubt we're gonna go in there and be able to sit around a cup of tea. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I agree. We do need to get going. Okay, okay. And he's gonna help you. And by this time, Bellerin and Medrick have made it to the door. Henley, you said you were going to just start he- escorting him down? Um, probably. Or do you want to wait for the rest of the group? Um, what would they say to her? Would they say anything? Because she's kind of more just like keeping a lookout. She doesn't want another Ricardo coming in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> right. For sure. Um, Bellerin might... St- Say something because Mendrick is just worse for wear, pretty much. He's able to move, move very slowly. Bellerin is not in the greatest shape either. Mm. It looks like they may have been starving him a little bit. Ooh. He's he's dirty, kind of a little bloody as well. That sounds just like Boudreaux. <laughs> yeah. Like Boudreaux's regular. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Boudreaux's not I think starving. Henley would go into like do either of you need more healing or like things like that? Give them a few rations. Gotcha. Just, and then go back to her lookout. Okay. So they're going <coughs> to wait there then, eat some food, kind of regain their strength. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was going to mm. loot stuff though. Correct. I'm not doing anything and uh, I've kind of come to my senses, I think. And seeing that he's looting things and he's pulling things off. So I will just go around and kind of passively look for things, not too intense. Okay. Uh, anything that we think could be useful. Anything. You're kind of just moving bodies around, maybe checking crates or sacks around. Yeah, like extra rations or things Casually, like that. Casually, like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Um, Boudreaux, you're focused on? Yep, Roscoe. Roscoe. So the only people looting would be Fenrir and a little bit of... Yeah, passively. Yeah. Passively that. Okay. Um, I'll say that uh, Lila Grotha, you're kind of doing the more sweep around the cavern. Mm-hmm. Check to see like where the prisoners were held, what they were looking at. Maybe even look over to where the scarecrows were at, looking around right. there. Right, kind of kicking those apart a little bit, make sure there's nothing there. I would imagine that I'd probably bend down and look for pulses or anything with anybody else just mm. to make sure that we don't need to get anybody else out or things gotcha. like that. Gotcha. 
Okay. So with those, um, just roll me two investigation checks at dis- disadvantage. Okay. And Fenrir, you're checking the bodies, we'll say. Um, do you want to yes. check all the bodies that are down? Or kind of just pick the ones, just so I know how many dice you Yeah, I think I'd be pretty strategic about it. Like, How about we do this instead? So you don't have to roll, I think it's like 9, 11 dice <laughs> to loot things. Let's roll three. I'll take the average, and then we'll do those that loot. Three D20s. D20s, investigation Investigations. Check. We'll yeah, take the average. Across the board, let's go. Ooh. We'll take a, an average, and then I'll base how many cards you get off of that, what you find. Can I roll six? You want to roll six of them? So we'll take three and then another three. Oh, separate it out a little yeah. bit? Sure. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm guessing those rolls weren't very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the first average was eight. Okay. Second average was 15. Okay. So you get, you find five things. On top of all these other things that I'll give you, but we'll take care of these ones first. I need you to roll me a D12. Which one's the 12? That one. <laughs> Seven. Okay. This, you find a sky blue gem worth 30, so player knowledge, worth 63 silver pieces, and a spell written on the back of what was once a shipping manifest. Three. Here you find 520 copper pieces. Another D12. Is the dot at the bottom or the top? I ask this every time. (laughs) It's a six. The dot is at the bottom. Okay, how am I going to remember that? (laughs) Okay. You find on this body 28 silver pieces. Silver silver? Silver silver. You're rich. Another one. You got two more to roll. Two. This one you find 23 silver pieces and 13 copper pieces. One. (laughs) Okay. This one, an an inscribed gem-studded brooch. Uh, So the first one was a seven. Okay. The second one was a 14. Okay. 14, you are able to get... Two cards from that. This one you find 344 silver pieces Ooh. and 100 copper pieces. One more. One. One more thing. 310 silver pieces. I like how I get the money. Most of the time I get money. <laughs> <laughs> Little hint generally, if you roll low, it's generally just money. You know, that's okay. <laughs> I've accumulated quite a oh, bit of money. Money's great. <laughs> Okay. So says Swindell. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. All the other loot that you guys are able to gather, that was kind of extra loot that you got. The other loot you receive is 7,000 copper pieces, 1,100 silver pieces, and 80 gold pieces. Got this. Okay. You also find 15 gems... Three bloodstones, one zircon, three onyx, two 
Chrysophorus, two Sardonyx, two Citrin, one Star Ro- Star <laughs> Star Rose Quartz. Star Wars Jewel, I'll take that one. <laughs> and one Quartz. You also find a dirty kind of like a a leather head cap. Hand it to Boudreau. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find this kind of white little pearl as well. And each one of these items, except the armor, the hat, and the pearl seem to be giving off some kind of magical sense. Okay, so the gems or just the, the head The cap? hat and the pearl. The hat and the pearl. That's it. That's giving off some kind of little magical sense. Um, Roscoe, uh, inspecting the sword, you know this is a fine crafted sword. And it by chance could do a little more damage. Not by me. I can't even like just letting you know. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to use one of my abilities here. Um, my magical awareness says as an action you can open up your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic until the your next turn. You know the location of spell of or spell. And you know any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you're going to learn which school of magic it belongs to. So more of this, I just want to try and see if I can figure out what ma- what type of magical sense is coming off of these items. Does that make sense? Okay, so the hat, you would be, I don't know what color this would emulate. Okay. But it is an illusionary. I feel like that would school. probably just be like shifting. It's kind of shifting between different styles of hats, you can kind of notice. Then the pearl, this one's a little different. It's kind of giving off this, you almost feel like it's, as you cast the spell and you're kind of looking at it, you kind of feel like it's trying to push out. Repel it? Repel. Uh, Repel's kind of the wrong word. It's not repelling your magic, but it is pushing out magic of its own. Of some kind, but it doesn't have a school of. So I don't know. Yeah, it's clashing auras. It's kind of going to different auras. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. It looks like this could it could be illusionary, but then it like changes color to transmutation. Then it changes color color to divinity or not divinity. Yeah, um, just all the different types of spells. So where like the the illusionary one kind of just shifts side between like like a blue and a green. Okay. Kind of. Um, this one is just a full rainbow effect that it keeps. And then at the same time just disappears. Correct. Okay. Okay. And Thorn, as you're kind of like examining the armor, Thorn guy kind of comes up and he's like looking at it and he's like, let, let me see that. I'm still slightly out of it and trying to digest what's going on. I said, oh, uh, okay. okay. And he grabs it and he starts inspecting it and looking. And he's like, oh, this is quite a find. Quite a find indeed. I mean, I could tell it's dwarven made, and it's odd. Yeah, this is adamantine armor. I almost wish at this point that I wore armor, but I don't. Roll me a... As as a player, I wish that I wore armor, but I don't. As (laughs) a player, Abby knows what this does. Because you're familiar with dwarven stuff, roll me a history check. Uh, 17. Okay. This armor 
is known to be extra. It's one of the hardest materials in the material plane that they can craft. And it's a very difficult crafting because there's a lot of different metals that have to be mixed together very carefully to make this. But it helps helps uh, hits be less critical. So player knowledge, it negates any critical hit against you. Mm-hmm. And it's a chainmail shirt, by the way. Just a chainmail shirt? Yeah. And that is all your items that you find in here. Okay. Okay. You guys are all ready, packed up, ready to head to the hollow. And I obviously put my braces on as well. Okay. You'll have to attune to them. Right. I just put them on so that I have them. Okay. As we're leaving, I want to, I know Boudreaux's kind of keeping an eye on this one, but I want to try and pull him aside as Lila Mm -hmm. and say, I told you to stay safe. I told you to stay safe. And then I'm just going to pull you in for a hug. And he, like, is a little shocked. Kind of. A little mm-hmm. shocked. And then he just hugs you back very gently. And then I'm just going to whisper, I'm sorry I couldn't keep you safe. And then go on. I'm sorry I couldn't keep you safe. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he, when you try to let go, he, like, hugs you a little tighter for a second. And then he lets you go. Oh. Guys, don't make me blush. Okay. Li- uh, Henley. Oh, Herla. <laughs> Keth is, he's struggling. He's struggling to get, sit up. He is pretty hurt. Can I put him on the horse? Do I have room on the horse? No, I'm changed my mind. Um, Since I'm dying anyways. <laughs> um, Excuse me. <laughs> I want to give him, I have a greater healing potion. Oh, okay. So I want to give him that, which is the 44 plus 4. And he'll get the max off of that, right? 44 <laughs> plus 4? <laughs> so that's 48 health for Kat? <laughs> It'd be maxed. It would be maxed. So that so, would just be the 20. You're right. That's just 20. That does get him moving at a, at a good pace. There we go. Problem Slow, solved. but he can move by himself. Henley, uh, Bellerin, and Mendrick are outside. What yes. is Henley's reaction to me walking out the door with a horse? With a horse. <laughs> you get a very odd look. <laughs> um, she'd probably say, where did you get a horse? And I'm going to grin slightly and point at my uh, cloak. Huh. Magic cloak. Got it. And Bellerin is kind of looking the same thing, like, the heck? Okay, off to the hollow, unless there's something else you guys want to do. No, let's get to the hollow, please. Okay, you guys are able to make it back to the hollow. Things, yes. Because I know it's a couple day, few days back to the hollow, Oh, right? that's right. Am I taking any damage over the course of this time? Yes. Night comes, you guys rest. Everybody is now full health. Everybody... That is a, a player, right? Or is er, are the NPCs full health? No, NPCs are not. Just okay. players. Everybody Spell has slots a are back. Coin in their pocket. Roscoe, you only get half your health back. Come. And this is halved. 15 damage you take over the course of the day. Then the next day comes. Same thing, everybody gets health. You, Roscoe, only get half your health back. I'm going to use my health potion. 
Well, okay. I'll, I'll heal you. Because I, I really am like, I'm doc, I'm babying him in a way. Yeah. So you don't have to use a health. He wouldn't want you to. Okay, then he'll just let. I'm just going to st- specify every health you get is halved. Okay, that's fine. But I think Boudreaux is trying to give you your space. So as long as you aren't like falling to your knees or something, he'll let you have your space. But if you like are like, dude, I'm going to take this health potion, he's going to be like, oh, I got you. He's like not, he's being annoying. Okay, so tell me how much you're healing me for. Oh, do so. I have to do that? What are you giggling about? He's like walking out the door. Oh, it'll take time. And Dave's like, not today. <laughs> you take halved 12 points of poison damage. Okay, I only healed you 11. That was really sad. So half that, five. But if you ask for it, he will heal you more. Okay, well... Roscoe's pretty much falling off the horse at this point. Okay, then he's going to heal you again. So do you kind of fall off the horse, you were saying? So as the day progresses, I'm not saying anything because Roscoe's still kind of in his own little mindset. Mm -hmm. But as the day goes, you can see that I'm progressively... Imagine, so the Hobbit movies. Frodo. No, not Frodo. Oh, okay. But um, (laughs) Feely. Okay. Okay, you know, he got shot with the arrow, right? And as things progress, he's gradually getting worse. He's sweating more. He's getting a little less. He has an infection, basically poison. Yeah. That's kind of what's happening to me. I've climbed up on my horse knowing that it's going to be even slower, but Mm -hmm. no one else is riding it, and I can't walk. I'm kind of hunched over the horse. I'm riding it. And I would think Boudreaux would be like... Boudreaux would be like right there. No physical exertion. If Boudreaux is actively watching me, Boudreaux would be very well aware that I'm not doing well. But I would be able to change my spells. Yes. Because right. every day you can change your spells. Mm-hmm. So I could get my spell back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Man, spells. You'd do that the first. I would do that the first day, yeah. Yeah. When you are ready, I can read it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, it's called Protection from Poison. You touch a creature. If it is poison, you neutralize the poison. If more than one poison affects the target, you neutralize one poison that you know is present, or you neutralize one at random. For the duration, the target has advantage on saving throws against being poisoned, and it has resistance to poison damage. Okay, so it neutralizes poisons. Yeah. Okay. Nice, so I do that. You want to try it? Yeah. I, I tell Roscoe, and I'm like, in the morning, I'm like, Come here, buddy, old pal. <laughs> okay. I haven't been sleeping all night, guys. I just really got... I had a revelation. <laughs> no, honestly... I communed with Kundas. <laughs> he revealed to me a spell. No, no, but honestly, yeah, like, he'd been praying, you know, and he went to sleep, and and he woke up, and he was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm going to do... You keep sleeping. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a little prayer for you, yeah? Uh, okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> so as you're getting ready to do this, you do notice some signs. Mm-hmm. As you're kind of calm, you know, preparing your spell and stuff, and you're kind of examining him again, you notice that his breathing is a little shallow, a little hard. You notice some, like, inflammation around his neck. Cough into the mic. It'll add to it. <laughs> <laughs> But you also notice that around kind of the collarbone neck area, 
there seems to be kind of dark bruising starting to appear. This bruising you recognize. This bruising you recognize, and it takes you back to your childhood. He immediately is beginning to tear up, and he's actually starting to shake, like, visibly. As you remember the last things your mom told you, that you need to run, leave, and when your last moments is her embracing you and you seeing those same marks on her. And then he kind of gets a little mad just in his eyes. And and then he's like, nope, no. And he takes a deep breath. And he's going to do the spell. As that spell takes hold, Roscoe, Roscoe dies. <laughs> it speeds up the poison. It amplifies <laughs> the damage. You start to breathe deeper. The effects of the poison, you feel that kind of burning sensation in your mouth, kind of the itchiness around your neck, start to dissipate. As you breathe in, you kind of fall into a deep, sombering sleep. So then... <laughs> Boudreaux now seeing and you, you see all this effect disappear. Yeah. So now seeing that it's it's gone, he actually he just shaking, he's gonna step away from like the group. He can still see the fire or whatever. I, yeah, I assume there's a fire going on tonight. Um but he is far enough away from it that it's you can just see it. You, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um and he is just going to ball his eyes out like I don't know if they'll hear him but they probably could if they were listening like but he, I would assume he's far enough away that like you could still sleep do you know what I mean um trying he, to keep it quiet but every now and then you, you get that snorting yeah uh, he line. this is like full on like uncontrollable but trying to stay quiet bawling Shaking. Not quite to the point of wailing. He's trying to be quiet, so no. Because I imagine these are some memories that Boudreaux's been trying to repress for years. Oh, oh, his whole life. And just this instant, something triggered. Yeah. I'd like to think that as Roscoe was passing out, he kind of sees that. The tears. Yeah. Okay. Tears and stuff, and kind of sees sees Boudreaux going off. And... Oh, he thinks he's dying. <laughs> if, if you might note, you look at me in the eyes. Yes. Yeah. There is something there that you don't see in Boudreaux, and it is anger. He's sobbing. There is a deep sorrow, but there is anger. Okay. So I mean, I'm not saying anything because I'm about to go unconscious, but I definitely would see it before I fall asleep. Put that in a folder for later. So how long do you cry for? Uh, hours. While. Like at least two. <laughs> so I would imagine after probably like 20 minutes, um, I was kind of like dozing, oh. I would say, and I would hear you and then just come up and try and initially just sit far enough away that to give you time, but then try and come up and like just hold you. Oh, you. I don't know if you would want to. And I say this because... This is so f- weird for Boudreaux because he's not only like I was going to say not only wailing, but I would say at moments he would like 
beat the dirt up and be like even ripping it out of the ground. Violent. He's getting a kind of violent. I don't think Lila would care at that point. Okay, though. But it is it is extremely weird for him. He's very peaceful. So okay. my uh, characters can... are not like immune to. No, that's fine. Feeling that though. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't. Yeah, that happens if you allow it. You're okay uh, with yeah. Do we have any words said? Or kind of just nope. Okay. I think he'll take the chance to like calm down, but he's clenching fists, like let it releasing, and clenching again, um, and he's. You can tell that he's calming down for you. For no, yeah, like he would be continuing, but he's calming down for you. Well, okay, so if that happens, as. Garatha seeing this Lila's gonna let Garatha take over because Garatha's more she's had to deal with grief a lot more and she's had to deal with anger and pain and processing those and she's gonna say you need to let it out it's okay oh gosh I just know what Buddha's gonna say and it's not nice <laughs> Okay. she's literally been the laughing stock of the entire orc community that she's been around her entire life. I don't think anything you say is going to really hurt her. You can see it in his eyes. He's he's holding back like words right now. And he's trying really hard to just be so kind, but he's really struggling. But you can see it that he's trying, you know? And he like takes a deep breath. <sighs> then why are you over here? If I need to let it out. She'll get up and she'll walk away, not back towards the fire, but enough to give him space. And then I think he'll see that and he'll walk away more, at least to uh, some trees or low, higher bushes. There's some some bushes, there's some trees, there's also still large rocks. Yeah, so he's going to just go somewhere where, still not far away, but more hidden from at least... Uh, eyes of Lila Garatha. And he's going to continue. Okay. A little more aggressive, I think. <laughs> okay, I will end it there then. Thank you guys for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Uh, nice. We got, some, <laughs> we got something resolved, at least. <laughs> we got some nice loot and lots of money. Um... Thank you to D.A. Nichols for writing our songs and music. Check out her TTRPG, Shields of Power, at drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, also, a big shout-out to Realmwalker, freesound.org, Tabletop Audio, and Monument Studios for our extra sounds and music for this podcast. With that, I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Garth and Lila. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. <laughs> That's, That's donning the... is putting on armor. Doffing is taking off armor. Interesting. <coughs> name your firstborn son. Now we need. Now we Doffing. Need, now we need a set of twins. One's name is Don, and he always has heavy armor. And Doff is nude. Oh, oh my. No, it's just a paladin and a barbarian who teamed up together. Yes. I like that one. I like that one. Don and Doff. They could still be brothers. Yeah, they could still be brothers. Or, or sisters. I mean, I like that. Next character. Or brother, sister. Don and Doff. 
I want to play Don. You can play Doth. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Next one shot. Bill, Bill the Pony. Bill the science guy. You've Ugh. seen The Fellowship of the Ring, right? I have. The pony that Sam... Okay, first off, there's a lot more meaning to the pony in the book than in the movie. Yeah. But you it's the this. pony... No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pony that Sam rescues and takes with them from um, Bree. 